Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. We find here that the book of Deuteronomy takes place at the very end of the 40 years the Israelites were in the wilderness. Deuteronomy starts out in the first four chapters with Moses, and he's reminding the children of Israel um, and what uh, of what God had done for them back in Exodus, um, how he delivered them from the Egyptian bondage. And he reminds them of what God had done for them. Toward the end of chapter number four, he begins to give the people some principles for godly living. He reviews the, the 10 commandments and We come to chapter number six and verse number three, Moses tells the people of Israel, if you want to enter, if you want to enjoy the promised land, what we would call today the victorious Christian life, you have to get your families in order. Get your families in order. He says, listen, I have some things to say to you from God that you need to do in order to have a spiritual, healthy family. In order to have a spiritual, healthy home. Today, we wonder why our churches are a mess and why our nation is a mess. And we wonder why our world today is a mess. And it's because our homes are not where they need to be. We might have in our churches, we might have some financially healthy families. In our churches today, we might have some physically healthy families, but our, but our families are lacking spiritual health. God's plan is, was to, uh, to reach the world. It, his plan to reach the world, it started with the family. God uses the family. He uses the home. Let me ask you the question this morning, how is your home today? Is your home a sanctuary for God or is it a feeding ground for Satan? Is your home a home of peace or is it a home of chaos? Is your home uh, a home that is equipping Uh, for spiritual maturity, or is it a stumbling block for defeat? I want us this morning to allow God to speak to us on how we can have a spiritually healthy home, how we can build our homes to help reach the world for Christ. And first, I want us to see that a healthy home, number one, loves God. A healthy home, first of all, it loves God. Does your home love God? Does your home love God? Look at verse number four and verse number five. The Bible says here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You know, within our homes, we're only to have one Lord. Amen? I need your help this morning. In our homes, we're only to have one Lord. What is it in your home or who is it in your home that has lordship? He says in verse number five, he goes on to say, and thou shalt Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Moses says, God should be the center of your life. We have here today, uh, hanging behind me, Jesus first. And we, we take that as a core value for our church, but that should be a core value for our home. Jesus first. God should be first and center of our home life. He should be the only Lord, not the golden calf, not Moses, not Aaron not anyone or anything else. And then he goes on to say, you need to love God with all your heart, all your soul, 
in all your might. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, no man can serve two masters. It's not possible. For he will either hate the one and love the other. He will hold to the one or despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It's not possible. And I think for many of us, why we lack spiritual health within our homes is because it, it is because we need to put him number one and he's not. He's not. See, putting God first within our homes requires us to give up personal priorities. Having God first and loving him with all our heart and all our soul and all our might, it requires us to give up personal possessions. It requires us sometimes to give up personal positions that we have held on to for years. And understand this today, parents, mothers, fathers, your children will rise to the level of your priorities. Your children will rise to the level of your priorities. Whatever is important to you now will be important to them later. You see, the reason why our kids miss church to go to the lake later and why they will later is because we do it now. The reason our kids will stay home and, and watch football on Sundays or do whatever activity that they do on, on Sundays later is because we stay home today. The reason why our kids will minimize Wednesday night Bible study later is because we minimize it today. Church, I, I was, I'll just tell you, I'm sharing my heart this morning. I was discouraged to hear that Wednesday night there we had 15 people in church. That's discouraging to me. Why? Because it shows us that, hey, God might not have the priority where he needs. He, he might not be on the throne of our heart where he needs to be. And I understand we have things that are going on and we get busy and maybe some can't drive at night and it gets dark and they can't come. And I understand there's reasons, but if you can be in the house of God on a Wednesday night, be here. Why? Because you love God with all your heart. Why? Because you love God with all your might and with all your soul. And you want to be here. See, we might think that priorities is a small thing today, but your priorities within the home now will be a big deal to your children later. In our homes, our children and our, our grandchildren and our spouses should know that God is the center of our home. Grandpa and grandma, this is what we do. We keep God first. Mom and dad, this is what we do. We keep God first in our lives. We love him with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our might. God should be our number one priority. You see, a healthy spiritual home will put God first. A spiritual healthy home loves God with all their heart and all their soul and all their might. But not only that, we see number two, a, a healthy home keeps his words. A healthy home keeps his words. Look at verse number six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Here's the thing, church. If you take the first one with loving God with all your heart, soul, and might, the second one, keeping his word becomes a lot easier. Why? Because love always leads to obedience. Your love for God will always lead to your obedience to God. Who God is to you and your perspective of God, that will help lead to obedience. He's not saying, Moses isn't saying here that you simply need to just have a head knowledge of these commandments of the word of God. He says, you need to keep them in your heart. 
Obey them. Proverbs 3, 1 says, My son, forget not my law, but that let thine heart keep my commandments. You see, as a home, we need to use the word of God as a guideline. We need some more amens this morning. As a home, we need to use the word of God as a guideline for our family. We have to. We have to use this as a guideline. If we want to have spiritual health within the home, we must keep his words. Understand, church, and I, I know I'm, I'm kind of stuck on this Wednesday night thing, but you know the Bible tell, tells us clearly in the word? It tells us clearly that when we assemble together as believers, we are not to forsake it. When we assemble together as believers, we are not to forsake it. Understand here at, at Fellowship, we have a service on Sunday morning and a service on Wednesday night. That's two services a week but we struggle to get here. Why? Because the word of God is not a guideline for our family. The word of God is not a guideline for us in our life. Let me say this, parents, discipline your kids. However you want to discipline your kids, you do it. That's up to you. That's your responsibility. But make sure you're disciplining your kids. The Bible says that if we spare the rod, we will spoil the child. It's quiet this morning, right? Listen, discipline your kids. Let me say this, what we, what we allow to play on the television in our homes is just disgusting. Is the word of God a guideline within our home? Th those kids that are watching, the, you have to be careful, parents, with YouTube. You have to be careful with these things that they watch. It's, it, it's just crazy to me what they can watch in a matter of seconds. Listen, uh, the Bible says that we are not to set any wicked thing before our eyes. Amen? Is the word of God a guideline for your family? For your home, are we keeping God's word? The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 11, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. I see this all the time in Christian homes. People, individuals, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone. If anyone does this this morning, but it's not right. We have, we have families that say, Oh my God, all the time in vain. It's wrong. Is the word of God a guideline in your home? The Bible says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatever you are participating in, in your home, in your family life, is it honoring and glorifying to God? Are you keeping his words? Because a healthy home keeps God's words. I love what David said. He said in Psalm 119, he says, thou art my portion, O Lord. What is your portion today? Is it your career? Is it your, is it your personal desires? What is your por portion? David said, thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. He said, God, because you're my portion, I'm going to allow your words to direct my family life. God, because you are my portion, I'm going to allow what your testimonies, what your word says, I'm going to line up my life with it. Keep God's words. Church, do you want a spiritually healthy home? Amen? 
love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and keep his words. See, when we choose to love God, we will keep his commandments. But then number three, I want us to also see that a healthy home teaches their children. A healthy home teaches their children. Look at verse number seven. The Bible says this, and thou shalt teach them how? Diligently. Unto thy children. What are, what are we supposed to teach? Verse number six, his words. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. He says, when thou sittest in thine house means in ordinary walking. When thou walkest by the way in, in, in the times of the day, when thou liest down and, and when thou risest up. The Bible says diligently. That word diligently means a constant effort to accomplish something. We as parents, we as grandparents need to be making a constant effort to teaching them the word of God. A constant effort to teaching our children the word of God. You see this? Listen, if we aren't diligently teaching our children to follow Christ, you know what? The world will teach them not to. Parents, are you being diligent in teaching your children the words of Christ? The Bible says in Psalm 78, verses number two through four, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Listen, families, are we sitting around the table and praising God for what he's done? Are we, are we constantly making an effort to teaching our children the word of God? Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. You see, children are never going to instinct, instinctively develop into mature disciples. And while their secular education is important, and yes, it is important, and it must not be forgotten, their discipleship training must be first and, and most diligent. Church, what if we as parents put as much energy as we do in activities with our kids now as we do with spiritual things? People will break their necks to get their children to a baseball practice three nights a week, but understand they will miss Wednesday night kids for truth and not even blink an eye. Some will set up their kids with a college fund today and there's nothing wrong with that but we set them up for spiritual bankruptcy later and we don't even care. Some will scramble all night to build a fake volcano. And those are pretty cool, aren't they? A fake volcano for a special project, but they won't spend five minutes reading and teaching the Bible to their children. Why are we in such a mess? Because we don't have spiritually healthy homes. We aren't loving God like we should. We're not keeping his word as a home and we're not teaching our children. As parents and grandparents, we have become lazy in the area of teaching our children. Let's be honest, I'm right there with you. We have been lazy when it comes to teaching our children the word of God. We today rely on the church to disciple our children. And yes, it helps, amen? So I've encouraged you this morning to be in church when the doors are open, but parents have to teach their kids the things of God at all times. 
Your kids need to hear you praising God for a blessing in your life. Your grandkids need to hear you, grandpa and grandma, praising God for what he did in your life. How he worked in your life. What he's doing currently in your life. Listen, praising God, allowing him to be uplifted in our homes. If you want your children to follow God, you must make God a part of your everyday life. We must teach our children to see God in all aspects of life, not just those that are church-related, amen? My son, Grayson, I'm, I'm t- bless his heart. I am continually discipling that kid. <laughs> when it comes to discipline, whenever I have to discipline him, it's always, he's always asking questions. The other day, he did something to Pastor Joshua that he wasn't supposed to do, and we took care of it. <laughs> that's, that, that's supposed to be a joke. When we got home, we took care of it. But as I was talking to Grayson, I said, Grayson, you, you need, you know what is right and you know what is wrong. And he goes, he said, well, well, my brain's not old enough. I said, well, how old's your brain? He said, two years old. I said, how old are you? He said, seven. I said, then your brain's seven. But I say that to say, I went on to, sit, to have to tell Grayson, listen, it's, what the problem is, is it's your heart. You know what's wrong. You know what's right. You know what to do, but you just don't want to. And he goes, oh, my heart. <laughs> but listen, we use those opportunities to disciple our kids. I went on to tell him about Paul. Paul said, one of the greatest apostles, if not the greatest apostle that is mentioned in scripture He said, I I want to do these things and I don't. I don't want to do these things and I do. It's a problem. It's a struggle that we have. But Grayson, we need to rely on God each and every day to make the right choices. We have to be teaching our kids. You want a spiritually healthy home? Teach your children. Disciple your children. You know, God gave us our God gave us our children. He gave children to us. Why? To bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. A healthy home loves God. A healthy home keeps God's word. A healthy home teaches their children. But then lastly, a healthy home isn't ashamed of God. A healthy home isn't ashamed of God. Look at verse number eight. And thou shalt bind them, what? The words of God, for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. These Jews, what? Were basically marked, right? They were basically branded on their hands, on their foreheads. And it let others know who they were. I believe God did it for many different reasons, but I believe one of the great effects that it had is that it caused them to not be ashamed of who they were. It caused them to not be ashamed of who they were. I love what Paul said in Romans 1. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, 
to the Jew first and also to the Greek, are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You shouldn't be. Let me ask this question. What do you do as a family, as a home, that marks you as a follower of Jesus Christ? What do you do as a family, as a home, that marks you as a follower of Jesus Christ? See, the way that you raise your children, it should be a way that marks you as a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen? The way that you demonstrate your love toward one another, that should mark you as a follower of Jesus Christ. The way you show concern for the poor will mark you as a follower of Jesus Christ. The way that you live in devotion to God, all of these actions will leave visible marks for all to see. Christians, are your, are your kids within your home, are they, do they see the marks of a follower of Jesus Christ? Do they see a mom who puts Jesus first? Do they see a mom who prays for them? Do they see a mom who loves them? Do they see a mom who disciples them? Do they see a mom who loves others? Do they see us as followers of Christ? Too often we've become ashamed to tell others. You know that your children and your grandchildren pick up on that? They do. It, my kids sometimes put me to shame to how they don't care about talking about Jesus. They don't care. They'll just tell anyone and everyone. But understand today, as a spiritual, healthy home, we are not to be ashamed of who he is. We should not be ashamed of who we are. As his children, adopted into his family, Listen, church, if we are going to have spiritually healthy homes, if we are going to get to the promised land as a family, if we're going to see a victorious Christian life within our homes, we have to love God with all our heart. We have to keep his words, allow the Bible to be a guideline for our homes. We have to go and teach our children diligently. We have to allow our families to be led by the word of God so that others will see that we are a home of disciples and we cannot be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Church, I want to challenge all of the families in here today. Whether you have kids, whether you're single, whether you're, you're a grandparent, I want to challenge you with two things. As a home, become regular with your worship together. Become regular with your worship, with your family. Read your Bibles together, pray together, and praise God together. Amen? I encourage you, but also I want to challenge you as a family, commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to God. Let me ask you a question to all the moms since it's Mother's Day today. If your children grow, grow, grew up and they had the same relationship with God that you have today, would you be proud of that? Parents, if your children grew up 
and they had the same relationship with God that you have today. Would you be proud of that? I want to challenge parents today, spouses, singles, to drive a spiritual stake in the ground this morning that we are going to have the best homes that we can have. Listen, we can't change the past and how we've been running our homes. We can't change it. It's over, right? We can't change the past, but we can change the present. And it starts with us today. When we commit to God, when we decide today to have a spiritually healthy home. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.